We're holding in Shmuel, Perak Yudalid, Pasukhafe. The story so far that Yonason had caused confusion in the ranks of the Pishti army. As a result, Akadish Baruch assisted, they start killing each other. The Shoal scouts notice uh, what's going on and then they come to join the battle. And once the Jewish people are, see that the tide of the war has turned against the Pishti, so both those Jews who were within the Pishti camp turned against the overlord, and suddenly the Jews had run and hidden and scattered from the Jewish army, came back and joined forces with them. Uh, the Pishti turned to flee, and Shal, obviously wanting to ensure that the people wouldn't get distracted and would keep at the chase, so to speak, made the people make a shvur, made the people make a shvur that no one would eat until the end of the day. So you're holding a pot of cafe. And the Pazak is Mechala Aretz Bar Bayar. Mahid Vash Alpnei Asadim. Mechala Aretz, which means all the people, that they came to a yar, and there was honey on the floor. Now, the simple chat, which uh, some of the Parshim explained, is a yar is a forest. That's also the Targum explains a yar is a Kursha, which means a forest. And the Vash on the floor, there were bees, and uh, obviously they made nests or hives. And there was honey from the hives, which was on the, which had pulled on the floor of the forest. Rashi explains it not like that. Rashi does an interesting thing. He says the yar we're talking about here is another forest of trees, but rather it's talking about sugarcane. And there was like a field of sugarcane. Rashi says it's a dvash konim, which means this is the canes of honey, but it's called sugarcane, which grows in Eretz Yisrael. We don't have that today, but sugarcane could grow in Eretz Yisrael. So basically they ran through a field, or into a field of sugarcane, and uh, then once there was it was cane sugar, so there was also honey from it which had accumulated on the ground. They saw there was honey flowing. But the massive if no one touches the honey. Kiare they all had shulmed shvur, no one's allowed to eat. And because of that, everyone's scared of the shvur, no one's going to break it and eat the honey. Except Yonison, because Yonison, as we know, wasn't with him. He had already gone off to attack the Christian and resigned. The Yonison hadn't heard the shvur that his father had made of Atah Yisrael, and therefore he sees the honey. So he has a stick in his hand, he touches the end of the stick, and he dips it into the honey from these sugar canes, which are on the ground. And he puts, the, he puts it into his mouth so he gets it like a sack so he tastes the sugar. His eyes light up. Literally means he gave him energy. And he was also tired, he was also weak, and the, the eating something gave him renewed courage. Chazal take it a step further, and Chazal talk about a case of a person who's dangerously hungry as a, a condition called bulmus, which means that a person can't see from severe hunger. And in a case like that, so when, and it's actually called the Sakhanas to the extent that we allow someone who has a condition to eat in Kippur. But uh, once we do do that, so then we're allowed to give him food to eat Ajah Ta'ar Na'ira, which means until his vision returns. And that's the case, and it's a very strange thing. Yonason was chasing the enemy, maybe from the exertion, of, you know, to fight single-handedly. He got to that stage of fatigue, of exhaustion, that he couldn't see, like Gemara says, and by being able to eat something, so he restored his vision. He was able to function again. So Yonason, obviously the other people see, he's, he's eaten, he's tasted some of the honey, 
So one of the people, one of the Jewish soldiers, tell him, Your father made us all make a promise. We us all swear that. That you made a cloud on anybody who will eat today. And the result was, Everybody is tired, everybody has no energy. But we're all upholding the shvur. Which we were made, which was given to us. And uh, we, and therefore, why are you eating, so to speak, and breaking the shvur that your father made? So, Yonason's obvious answer would be, I never heard the shvur. Now, with, let's talk about the halachi aspect of the shvur. And that is, is a shvur on the rabbi binding on the yachid? We didn't know that and it wasn't the tablet. In other words, what rights does one have to make a shvur for themselves? We know the Torah says, a person is allowed to make something ask for themselves. By the same token, a person can uh, make a shvur which other people accept on themselves, and in a case like that, then they're bound by the shvur too. The question is, can I make a shvur to mechaif somebody else when the other person was never party to the shvur? When the other person never party to the shvur? Like we have in the case over here. Shal made a shvur for all the people not to eat. The people all heard him except the shvur. So they were bound by the shvur. Yonis never heard. Yonis never knew about the shvur. And then we can ask the question, so was Yonison bound by the Shavuot or not? But even if, even if as a king, Shal had the right to make enact laws, as you can say, no one's allowed to eat, that would be a royal decree, which we will have to listen to, including the king's sons. But as a Shavuot, the question is, can, can you make a Shavuot on somebody which is binding as a Shavuot if you never knew about it? And you never accepted it. But that's not what Yonison answered. That would have been the most logical thing to say. And as I, never, I wasn't there, I never heard the Shavuot. There's no Yonison says. Rather, Yonison argues. And Yonison says, Yonison, Achar Literally, uh, by making a shvur, Achar is to study something, to ruin it. And mm-hmm. that's the case. The, he's saying, Machal, by making a shvur, ruins, uh, ruins uh, the, the world. It doesn't mean the world, the Aretz, he means literally the, the war. In other words, because had the Jewish people been able to eat, they would be able to fight better. And they'll be able to destroy the Christian army in, in, a, in a bigger way. But now, because everyone is so hungry and they weren't able, they didn't have the strength to fight, so really, Shal did a disservice to them by making the Shvah. As he says, it was a mistake to make the Shvah. And that's to me, meant to be the proof that it was a mistake to make the Shvah. He says, Look at me. I ate something and I feel I got all my strength back. I'm much more able to continue the chase by having eaten something and had I been fasting. And if that's the case, there's a certain element of non-acceptance of the Shvah. It wasn't the Anderson says, I made a mistake, I didn't know, or I wouldn't have dared disagree. It was Gilo, he disagreed. He said, right, he said that uh, Shaul shouldn't have done this, so it was a mistake. That's the one we're reading the Pasuk. The Malvin reads the Pasuk, but differently. The Malvin says that the Anderson is justifying himself. And there are a number of reasons why he held that what he did was like okay. The first reason, well, we told beforehand, he didn't know about the Shvah. But uh, the reasons he gives to the soldiers, so I asked them, why did you eat? So the first thing he said is, I was in the Mount of Sarkana. I was in the Mount of Sarkana, like we said before, there is this condition, the Gemara says, called the Gulmus, which means a person um, is hungry to the extent that uh, they cannot only see. And he says, you said it was necessary for me because it brought me back to my senses, it brought me back to being able to, to function. So I was, a, I was a Masukan, I was allowed to eat. And number two, I didn't eat. I just tasted it. And then that would be an interesting question, because we know that there's a share of eating as a share of kazais. Uh, what's the den of te'imah? The person just tastes something. So when the Torah forbids eating, 
So we know that the eating is a shear. And the tasting is something which isn't in that shear, isn't in the gather of the answer. Perhaps it's a shard of a chati shear, that's a different question, but it's definitely not the full severity of eating. And if that's the case, if a person would let's say, make a couple the Gemara says, that if a person is a couple of tinies, that tasting something doesn't break the fast because it's not enough of a shear to say he's eaten. Right? Again, it doesn't mean it's mutter, but it doesn't mean you've been over in the isser or breaking the fast because it's not enough eating to be considered he's eaten. And that would be the second argument Jonathan puts forward. And he said, I didn't eat, I just tasted it. And that wasn't considered enough of a shear to break the nether. And as he carries on a positive climate, if, what would have been if people would have been able to eat from the spoils that they took from the Pishtim? They're not, it's a rhetorical question, they're not even able to increase the attack on the Pishtim. And every Anderson is either saying, based on our first way of reading it, that Shah was making a mistake. It would be much better if the people could have eaten and they would have been able to fight much more effectively. And the second way, Yannis is justifying himself. He says, I just had a bit of honey. I just tasted it. But had we been able to eat, so for sure we'd have had much, we would have been able to achieve much more. Okay, but either way, no one else is obviously going to break the shows that they've made. And now the focus of the process shifts back to the battle. They continue to chase and to strike the Plishtim until Mikhmash is where the Plishtim camp started up from. Ayalona. Um, is a place which is much further west, exactly where it is, but uh, the Pishtim were running back to Ernest Pishtim, so the Jews chased them the whole derech and kept killing uh, more and more along the route. But now they got into the stage where they couldn't anymore. The people had all gotten to the extent of exhaustion, and now the day finishes. And Shaul's uh, Shvur had come to an end, there was, the Shvur was, if anybody is going to eat today, and other days of So what happens? The Jews are starving. They turn to the shadow, which is the spoils the Pishtim left behind. And as the cattle, you're going to see the sheep that the Pishtim had had. But Vayat is from the notion of a vulture. And therefore, it wasn't that like, literally they swooped down on it. They, they, they raced for food. They, were, they weren't uh, going to wait for anything else or to, and to dish out spoils. Their spoils are going to be dished out. They just went to grab food. They took sheep and cattle and calves, and uh, why is it that? Why wouldn't the calves be included in the cattle? So the person put down to that they were over it, because the Rakh is you don't know how to kill the mother animal and the baby animal on the same day. And here they killed the bakar and the bnei bakar, which means the cows and the calves together. That was the first mistake they did. By Yishchad the arts, they shut on the ground, which we're going to see was the second mistake they did. And by Yishchad they ate, uh, when they ate before they dealt with the blood, which was the third mistake they made. So, and you understand, they were starving, they had no energy to wait, so it doesn't justify doing a surah, but the most that happened. In the rush for food, they grabbed and shechted and ate as fast as they could, and as a result, they were over a number of surah along the way. Now, this is really the Pasuk Natal. The first is Pasuk says that Adam, and there are a number of different explanations uh, in the Gemara already, what exactly the Torah is forbidding by that? Not to eat al-Adam. And uh, it's one of those cases that we say one pasuk um, can carry a lot of different interpretations. No, So one interpretation is, you're talking about kosher. And that is, you can't eat the carbon until you've done shrikas adam. 
Rabina, the dinner of the Kaish is first to the Sadam for the Mizbech, and then afterwards you eat the meat. And uh, the Gemara says in Zvachim that what happened over here is that these animals, they remarked as Karbanas, and they hadn't yet done the Zrika and started eating the meat already. And therefore the mistake was that Vayechel Adam, which means that they ate before Zrika. Um, now, that raises another interesting question. Because like we saw previously, it was already nighttime. Like we said, they weren't allowed to eat the whole day, now it became dark, now they raced to find food, and they shechted the animals and ate. It's a dinner you can't bring kochim at night. Uh, so the question is, does that dinner apply to Obama as well? Because there wasn't a, a Mishkan or Besamekdash right now, and therefore if we were going to bring Karbanas, we were going to bring them on Obama, which means on the <coughs> prompt from Mizbech that they had made for the occasion. Is there a din of Laila by Obama? Is there a din of Laila by Karbanas that you can't bring Karbanas at night? Does the din apply to Obama as well? Which is, uh, if, if that's what Kaishal did here, so then they want to bring a riot for this Gemara. You see, there isn't a dinner that a bomb is to be specifically by day because you see that here it was nighttime and Kaishal Shechta Korbanas, according to the understanding of the Gemara, that this is talking about Kachim and the Shechta Korbanas at night, and that wasn't the problem. Uh, otherwise, it would be possible because it's uh, Kotlizman. The problem is it didn't wait to the Zerika, which is a Chiddush. That uh, again, we, don't, we don't have that much information about Bamas, but here we have a Chiddush that Laila, which means bring sacrifices at night, isn't absorbed by a Bama. Now, the it's not right, because they, they, they also, the April before Zerika, they, they but did it wasn't the they night. And... They weren't bang for it. This would have been the most serious of them, because the pigles was cursed. Right. So that, if, that, if that had been a mistake, then the Rai is a clash. Manavi doesn't make a point of saying it is the wrong thing we're being touching with But this is actual Chutzah's mana. That wasn't... There's a precedent for this. If you remember back in Shoftim, we learned the story of Gidon. And Hashem came to him, or this man came to him, and gave him an instruction to take the calf, which had been fattened for seven years for the Baal, and Shashecht it on the Mizbech. Who was this? Gidon. In Shoftim, and Shecht on the Mizbech, of the Baal, So there we have an example of bringing the carbon to Hashem at night. And we saw it, and they woke up in the morning, and they wanted to know where, where did the calf of the Baal go. So they said that Gidon killed it in the night. Why did I kill him for it? So there we see also that he brought a carbon on Obama at night. And so I want to bring a riot from there too, except that's not such a riot. Because of course there was a Hiroz show. It wasn't a Gidon chose to do it, he was told specifically as a Nabu to do it. So it might have been an exception. Whereas over here, no one's telling them to shake it at night, they decided to run it on. And you see that, that they weren't punished for that, and they weren't blamed for that. So they bring a riot from here that is a tad dark. One can shake Korbanas and Obama at night as well. But there's also Koch Nefesh, now they were starving. Ibrahim Akachit. What? Why, why are you making the carbon? Why are you making the carbon? Why did they do that? Yeah. Um, the other point they bring out is interesting. Which means the on the ground. And then if that's the case, this is a cause of another discussion, also about bombers. And that is, let's say there is a din of a bomber, which means I can make a private misbeh. Not in the Mishnah, not in the Mishnah, but my private, my private altar to be my carbon. Doesn't have to be a misbeh of stones, it has to be a square. Which dinner of Mizbech applies to Mizbech of Obama? And if I'm going to shecht on the ground, can I make the ground into my Obama? Or do I have to have something which is a Mizbech? There's also a discussion that the Rishonim already discussed, like what would the Mizbech of Obama be? Can I just sanctify the ground? So I'm going to shecht on the ground and bring that, or do I have to make a Mizbech? And here also we find a lot of different uh, proofs in both directions. From times we see people work upon us in Obama. Sometimes I have a Brahma for example, Amoish Rabbeinu, that they built a Mizbech, 
and they called it Rebbe, they called it Mizbech, and they brought Kabbalah. So you see there was an Indian building Mizbech, and sometimes you find that uh, they brought it on a stone, or they brought it on whatever it was, like Mahmanoyach or Magidon, cases like that. And in cases like that, in cases like that, there would be a, a they would have brought a problem with that Mizbech. I want to bring, bring a deal from Yosef, which was a shot on the ground, can they run a case where they wasn't necessarily, they hadn't built Mizbech. So that's the first mistake. If, according to the Gemara and Zvachim, the mistake was that they ate before Zerika. Why did they bring them as, as Kodshim? Oh, in other words, they held them maybe as a thanks to Hashem for saving them from the Pishtim. But the problem is, they're too much of a rush. They should have finished yeah. the, the, the Hakrava before they ate. The second shot is, this is a little more basic shot based on the Chodin, and that is, the Rachi is, when you shech meat, you have to salt the meat. And the Tachar Adam is, don't eat the meat before you salt it. And there was, a, and then that takes time. That takes time. So Even then, it takes time. So you can't eat raw meat with blood inside unless you eat the salt or rice. So they hadn't done either. They shechted it and ate it raw. So and still have the blood in it. Um, it's still mother. No, um, it's no less than a kazais. Once you have a big piece of meat and you bat into it, then the dam is perish and it's awesome. The um, it's dark, then have less than a kazais, you first can swallow more. And over here, if they're going to eat meat, and they're going to eat more than just the kazais, they're hungry. So they never promise. Well, the Tachal Adam literally, which means they're eating blood. Which is the second din, which that's, that's the second din which Chazal say uh, as was a mistake of Israel here. And there's a third din also, which is interesting. It's not a Chazal, but the, a number of the Rishonim bring this, and that is the mistake was of uh, the Tachal Adam was Eved Minachai. Now why is Eved Minachai? The Shechter it says Vayishchatu Arza. But the animals hadn't finished, hadn't died yet. So if you get checked them, then immediately start to eat. And Allah is, and it has to wait until after the period, which means until the animals settle before they ate it. Again, why Kaishal did that? That's how hungry they were. But uh, it was a mistake. Are they held responsible for this? According to Eve, it was my time. So, Shal, they tell him, they're being Eichel Adam. So it says Begadatim. Begadatim is basically you've, you've been traitors to Hashem. In other words, Begadatim, you, you, after Hashem saved you today, you should have been more machmer not to be over the Alaka. And uh, if the way you're going to act just after the victory Hashem gave you is by doing an Avera, that's a kind of a, of a Gidda, it's a kind of rebellion. It's being disloyal. So what does it say? Bring me a stone. And this was the bomb. And you're going to go, as we said before, that if they made a mistake by not bringing the carbonus on a, on a, something which was heavily made to Mizbeach, just a shafty straight in the ground, we saw, we saw before the discussion, they're showing you if a bomb needs a Mizbeach, or could just be on the ground. So we see here, according to those who showed you, that that was Shal came to correct. They said, bring me a stone, and we're to make this into a Mizbeach, and that, now we're going to shaft on the stone. Vayam Shal puts the bomb, announced to the people, Amartanim told them, "Hagisha elai ish sharev ish siyahu." Everyone's going to bring me whatever they they shar or they said they they cattle the sheep. And you think leaves out the bnei bakar. Obviously, Shaul wasn't going to let them be over and over of on Eisav Esbenai. And Hashchatatim bazeh, you have the shechter over here, vachaltem, and then you can then you can eat. But I tell you, Hashem lechol nadam. You're not going to do a very of eating on the blood. But Hagisha kol ham ish sharev yada halayla, and you see first. That they all brought the covenant that night. Vayishchot Hashem, they shechted it there on the bama, and vayiven shol mizbeach Hashem. That was his mizbeach. Oisayechol ibn mizbeach Hashem. 
Okay, so that, in other words, the, that, so Shaul corrects or tries to correct the mistake by in, in, stopping the people what they were doing, uh, saying from his back, he said, I'm going to watch the Ebron Shecht properly, and and uh, then the office let me. On the Gemara, on the Lashon of Shechat and Bozeh, so the Chazal Doresh and the Gemara in Chodim, that Shaul taught him how to Shecht. Now, if that's the case, then you see another interesting point. And that is, you know, the, the Potter doesn't say this before, but the Mashmoz of the Shah had to teach me the Sheikh that before and then they like, kind of swoop down to just grab cattle and, and then not necessarily with the Sheikh them properly. And therefore, the Gemara says, Shatim Bazeh, Shah taught them Hilcha Shritza. Specifically, the Gemara says that the length of a Shritza knife has to be 12 Tachim. The Gemara does for for an ox. As the Gemara explains why it's double the length, uh, double the thickness of the neck of the ox. Mm-hmm. Twelve spots. Sorry, fourteen. Fourteen. Fourteen I'm Sorry, fourteen spots. It's a gematria. The one's from the gematria of Bozet. It's the gematria of fourteen. And it's the fourteen spots, which is double the length of the width of the neck of the ox. And the Gemara says you have to be able to be murder chamevi, which is like a double. Fourteen finger widths. It's both. No, so it's twice. Have right, so and so Gemara no, from no. and from Shul we see over here that this was the shear, this was the shear of Eshak and Shchit that he taught them. Um, it could be that the them because we saw previously no one had knives until now. But only they had uh, maybe uh, implements to use for uh, for plowing and things like that. They got to fish them, but the only ones who had knives like this possibly before Shul and Nelson. And if that's the case, people used to shecht with either a stone or, like the Gemara says, you can shecht with a stone, you can shecht with a reed, if you know how to sharpen it right, and then they didn't learn to plan. Now that they, they them sucking shechitos, now that the Gemara says, now that they had knives, I mean, taking from the fish, they could show them how to use a knife to shecht with. You can arrive from here that you shecht with. And if, if, uh, if, 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 Anyway, either way, that's what he did, and he taught him how to shecht. Now, what's important to us know in the story, what's important to us know in the story is you see over here that even though we've seen a number of times, Shaul as a leader was not a good leader. In other words, he gave in to what the people wanted. You see that when he wanted to, he could stand up to the people. It wasn't clear he, he wasn't able to. But when he wanted to, like yeah, when he saw people doing something wrong and going against the Lachas, so as much as they were friend, in a frenzy to eat, but Shaul was able to stop them. He said, that's it. Not, I'm going to take charge of this situation. No one's eating until I let them. And he managed to control the crowds and he managed to make sure everyone shuffles properly. What's his problem? This is considered a matter of Shaul. That uh, he, even though the people were so desperate to eat, no, he's, he's, he's going to make sure he stops them and make sure that everyone... Uh, keeps the halacha shechts properly or tazrika properly or salted properly whatever they needed to do whatever the problem was and maybe it was all of them he's going to make sure that no one's going to be nefsh on the halacha which is what a leader is meant to be he's able to stand up to them this is an army where's, where's their food? point which is very interesting the Ramban and the talks about the Ramban talks about the story of the Shal and the Ramban says a different problem and he says in, uh, this is the Ramban he says in the Tiras in the Torah he says what does that do of being echel al Adam? So it says, just like when you stand and bring a carbon, when you bring a carbon, so then there's a, 
we first bring the blood to Hakadosh Baruch Hu. We shall bring the mizbech. Obviously, have to eat the meat. And the understanding of that is because Kedamu and Nefesh, like the Torah says, that the spiritual part of the animal, if you want to call it Nefesh, is life, is in its blood. So we give Tasha. And so similarly, he said the Ovda of Ezra would look to do the same thing. Uh, and to, so to speak, to give the blood of, the, of an animal to the Zara, which was, there was a concept of giving sacrifice to the Zara, and even to Shadim. If a person wanted to appease the Shadim, whatever it was, so then they would give the blood of the animals to the Shadim as a way to give them something which is a bit more spiritual, which was the nefesh, the life animal in the blood. And the positive is like here in the Torah, but I use Bukhoi, the Sifchayim, the Syrian. They shouldn't bring their carbonus to the Syrian, which are the Shadim, which was, and therefore the Rabban says, the Techel Adam was you have to that don't shecht and leave the blood open, which was leaving it for the shadim, and then eat the meat. And therefore, that uh, he said that there was the union of either uh, we have to make to, to shecht and leave blood open would it be a way to attract the shadim. And so that's what Taisha was doing wrong here also. And that is by not that they necessarily that they were eating the blood themselves. But even with Shekhet Al-Adam, they left, this, they left the blood in the field, the dam which the Syrian came to, attracted the Shadim, and that's what shows us Begadatim. Begadatim is the Akira, you've rebelled against Hashem, because by doing this, you're, so to speak, providing something for the Shadim, which is a, a force what, of Tumor. What's the love of leaving blood? Children of Kisya Adam back at. So that's what's the love? But the love was the Shekhet in the field, and leave the blood open, is, uh, is uh, so to speak, leaving that for the Shadim to take. So what should they have done? Cover it up? Either that, salted it, roasted it, or something. But just to leave um, empty oven black, they shouldn't have done. And the said that that was the union of killers supporting giving them to the Shadim. When they shed the, the animal, the blood spills out. Right. They, you don't salt that blood. No, you don't salt it. That's so blood, that blood is... Can, so I'm saying in Kiddush, that there was an issue to leave blood open on the field. Even that, the Mitzvah Kisya had done. Because that, that invited the Shadim to come and take it. Um, the Gemara talks about something similar. The Gemara says to be shecht into a guma. If a person makes a kind of a hole in the ground and shecht so that the hole should be full of blood, it's a kind of a way to zara. Okay, the same idea. And this is not exactly the same idea, but it's the same concept. But it was given to something negative, some mm-hmm. kayach and tumma, and that was the same problem over here. And that's why the advances what the shawl did is so you're going to bring them all as carbonus. And he sets up the stone to be a mizbech, and now all the blood will be carbonus, and it won't be something which is used for, or could be used by the shadim is a negative thing, rather something which will be used in a positive sense to bring us a carbon. That's the, that, that's the story of, obviously, Shol taking the reins in his hands and making him his back and making sure that he's going to make sure that Taishol don't continue what they were doing wrong. As much as it was difficult to do it, as much as Taishol was starving, he's going to enforce the fact that they're going to keep that up properly. If he didn't tell them 